Well, good morning, everybody. How did everybody sleep last night? Good. How many, uh, how many of you, you would say you got your doctor recommended eight hours of sleep last night? How many maybe were a little bit below that? Just, uh, okay, so about, about half of us just like to know what I'm working with here. Okay, so that's good. Well, last night I got to know you, or you guys got to know me a little bit. Tonight, I want to get to know you guys a little bit. And so I want to ask you a couple questions. And if this is true for you, here's what I want you to do. Just stand up. So if, if what I say is true of you, how many here, you are the oldest child out of your siblings? If that is you, stand up, all the oldest, okay. All right. All of you very responsible, <laughs> oldest children. Okay, go ahead and have a seat. How many of you here, you are the youngest child, the baby of the family? Yes. I love how every time I do this, the youngest are always like, woo. Like there's just like a little bit, a little bit of party in you. All right. How many of you, you're somewhere in the middle? Middle children. Yes. Yes. I used to always make the joke of like, I would do the youngest, oldest, and, and then I would forget about the middle on purpose. And then my wife, who's the middle child, she said, that's not funny. Uh, so I had, to, I had to stop doing that. Uh, how many of you here, you are a dog person? Where are my dog people at? Stand up if you're a dog person. Okay. Yes. We, uh, we, we, we just got a, uh, a new puppy this year. His name is Sherlock, and uh, he's a yellow lab, and I'm in love with him. Okay, go ahead and have a seat. How many of you are cat people? <laughs> hey, cat people, it's okay. It's okay. I know, I know the dog people just booed you, but hey, this is a safe place for you, okay? Yeah, you're, you're left here. And a chicken for How many are chicken people? I wasn't even going to ask that. I would not have guessed there are as many chicken people as there are cat people in the room. Okay. How many here you would say you are a musician? How many, how many musicians are in the room? You sing, you play an instrument? Okay, okay. Lots of musicians here. All right. How, how many of you would say like maybe you're an artist, like you like to draw, you like to, to create? Okay, we have some artists in the room. Where are my athletes at? <laughs> athletes, okay. Get ready, athletes, because I hear there's a great race coming up here, and I, I'm expecting to see some good, good competition. Uh, how many of you, you would say you are outgoing? Stand up if you are outgoing, you're an extrovert. Okay. All right, got some extroverts in the room. Uh, st stand up if you're really, really shy. <laughs> okay. It's always such a slow, like, oh, do I have to? Do I really? Okay. All right, so here, here's my question. So I, I could keep on asking these questions. Does that define who you are? No. I mean, those are interesting things about you, but it doesn't necessarily define who you are. When I was in junior high, I was on this quest to figure out who I was. And, and so for a while, you know, I, I did stuff with like our drama team. I was in musicals. Any, anybody ever perform in a musical? Just out of curiosity? <laughs> Girl in the back, yeah, okay. So I had this season where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm a drama nerd, like that's who I am. And, and then I was like, I'm gonna join choir. And then I was like, in choir. And I was like, you know what? I, I feel like I could be cooler if I was on the football team. So I tried out for the football team and I made it. And I was shocked. And the reason I made it is because the football coach was also the science coach. And I was a biology nerd. And I think he felt bad for me. So he let me be on the team. And, and so in my mind, I was like, okay, I made it. I'm a football player. 
I was a terrible, terrible football player. And, and I realized, okay, that's, that's not who I am. And I kept on trying to figure out who I was. And then I started to believe when other people would tell me who I was, sometimes they would say, you know, hey, Robert, you know, we like this about you or whatever. And then sometimes people would say hurtful things. You'll never, or you're just. And I started to think, well, maybe that's who I am. And so my question is, how do you know who you are? How do you know what makes you, you? Can you be defined by all these other things? Throughout my life, I've carried the labels that I've given myself. I've carried the labels that other people have given me, things that people had spoken to me. But does that actually define who I am? And what if those things change? Like, what if one day, I'm going to, we're going to have to be real, real honest here. What if one day all of, all of us dog people, what if one day we decided we like cats? I know, it's hard to think about, right? It's hard to think about, but what if? Then does that change who we, who we are? What if, it, what if you're an athlete, and this happens all the time, what if you're an athlete and you're playing a certain sport, you're really good at that sport, and, and you get injured? And then the doctor tells you, hey, you're going to be able to do a lot of things in life, but you're not going to be able to play that sport anymore. Do you no longer continue to be who you once were? Does your identity change? Do these labels determine who we are? I remember as, a, as an adult, my wife and I, we were recently married. We had three kids in three years, like boom, boom, boom. And she was like, we're done with this. I was like, okay. Uh, but we had to go out and get a minivan. Low point in my life. Any, any dads in here, you own a minivan? Yeah, all right. You just have to embrace it at some point. But I drove the minivan, and I'm driving the minivan. We have three kids in car seats. And, and I remember just in that, even in that season of life trying to figure out who am I and, and what makes me valuable? Like what is it about me that, that would make me valuable and how do I define my value? How do I define my identity? These are big questions. And, and some of you daughters, you may never have asked these questions out loud, but all of us were thinking about these things. And we're, we're wondering what, what is my value? Who am I? And I used to struggle with anxiety attacks. I used to have these attacks, and it was while I was driving the minivan, my wife would be sitting next to me. We'd have three kids in car seats in the back, and I would feel like, okay, I think I'm having a heart attack or something, and I'd have to pull off the road. And, I, and then I'd pull over and kind of, okay, everything's okay, I'm breathing okay, okay, everything's fine. And it would happen again and again and again. And eventually we realized it happened kind of at the same place on the freeway, and I'm like, is there some weird government experiment going on like around here, and it's throwing things off, or like, what's happening? And finally, we identified, because we had the kids in the back of the car, my wife and I, this was the only time her and I would just talk about things that were going on. We began to realize that I had anxiety about our finances. I had anxiety about some other things. We would talk about that while we were driving down the freeway in our car, and I would start to have these panic attacks, these anxiety attacks. And so I ended up seeing a counselor and, and processing through all that, but he helped me make the connection that when I talked about money, it would create anxiety because my identity, it's my label started to become about uh, how much money we had in our bank account and how much security we had, and it became the source of anxiety for me. Jesus talks about anxiety. He talks about worry. In Matthew chapter 6, the greatest sermon that's ever been preached in the history of sermons is in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus is teaching, and he's actually talking about money, and then he goes on to talk about anxiety, and he says this. He says, therefore, I tell you, after he just got done saying, you cannot serve God in money, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? 
She says, all these things that we get worked up about, all these things that we get anxious about, Jesus says, stop being anxious about that. And then he, he asks this question. The verse is going to be here on the screen. Verse 26, he says this, look at the birds of the air, which it sounds like in the middle of his thought, Jesus gets kind of ADD, right? He's teaching about anxiety. First, he's talking about money. Now he's talking about anxiety. And then he goes, look, a bird. <laughs> he says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And then he asks this question, and I want all of us to, to ask this, this question this morning. Are you, he's talking to us, are you not much more valuable than they? It's a great question. Jesus asked a question about value. Are you not much more valuable than they? Now, how do you know the value of something? How would you answer the question? How do you know the value of something? For example, I, I have here the makings of a grilled cheese sandwich. How many of you, you're, uh, you're really good at making a grilled cheese sandwich? You guys know how to make a grilled cheese sandwich. Okay. Welcome to cooking class. You guys are about to learn how to make a grilled cheese sandwich. So to have a grilled cheese sandwich, there's some important ingredients. I already pre-buttered the bread because I didn't want to waste your time. Uh, so the bread already has butter on it. I have, I have the skillet here. Now to make a grilled cheese sandwich, daughters, you paying attention? This is, this is important. You want to put the butter side down, okay? That's step one. So you put butter on the bread, you put butter side down. Now I'm going to teach you my, my secret ingredient. So then you put cheese to make a grilled cheese sandwich. Does this make sense? All right. I'm gonna share with you guys my secret ingredient. Don't tell anybody else. This is just between us. I trust you guys. This is a safe place. Don't go sharing this with everybody. Ready? Secret ingredient to a grilled cheese sandwich? Second piece of grilled cheese. <laughs> you never do just one. Now the kitchen staff, they went ahead and they gave me three slices. So we're gonna go crazy here and we're gonna go deluxe grilled cheese sandwich. Now, what is the value of a grilled cheese sandwich? Any guesses? 30 cents. That was a good guess. Any other guesses? Yes? It's delicious. You can't even put a price on it. It's priceless. It's priceless. Okay. I added up the ingredients. The ingredients add up to 51 cents. So whoever said that, you're actually really, really close. Is that the value of a grilled cheese sandwich? No. Yeah? Say that again. The value of something. You're so brilliant. She points to her dad. I know you whispered that to her. She's like, my dad, my dad told me. Uh, the value of something is the price that somebody is willing to pay for it. So what is the value of a grilled cheese sandwich? Here's the hard part. What is the value of this grilled cheese sandwich? Any guesses? Let's find out. So I have here, I don't know if any of you, maybe you slept in this morning. Maybe you, you missed breakfast and you're, you're feeling a little bit hungry and you're sitting here, you had that little, you know, like a little growl in the stomach. Or maybe you just ate a little bit, but you're ready for a little, little more. And, and I'm telling you, it's three slices of cheese, guys. This is $2.250, for this grilled cheese sandwich. Is anybody willing to pay more than $5 for this? Did I hear 20 you said $20. Now, does your dad know that you're spending his money at $20 on a grilled cheese sandwich? Million dollars. $20. $50. $50. Dad. <laughs> $50. And I look over and dad goes, 
no, no. All right, $20. $20. Is anybody, anybody willing to pay more than $20 for the grilled cheese sandwich? What would you say? Do I, do I don't take Visa. It's cash only. Cash only here. I don't, I don't have the little uh, square thing. No checks. Uh, I, I will take cryptocurrency. That's fine. Um, all right. <laughs> one, I'll take one Bitcoin. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. So what was our, what was our bid over here? 50? Did, I, did somebody say $50? $50. Okay. Sold for $50 right there. Come on up here if you have your $50. No? Do you, do you not have the $50 on you? Oh, I'm not burning it. This is going to be perfection right here. Who, who, had, who had cash on them? Who's got cash? I'll, 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 take, I'll take, I'll take, you have $20 cash? Come on up here. What's your name? Kayla? Okay, come on up here. You're going to, I'm kind of deaf, so you're going to have to talk louder. How do you, how do you like, how do you like your grilled cheese? Do you like it a little extra, like crispy on the outside? Extra. Okay. Can I see that cash? And, and your name again? Ayla. Ayla, what's your dad's name? Joey. Joey, thanks, Joey. Appreciate it. That was really, really quite kind of you. Uh, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that back to you. But I'm also going to send you back with your grilled cheese sandwich. There you go. Nice. Okay. So my question is, what is the value of that grilled cheese sandwich? $20. Maybe 50 but they're having a tough time getting the cash together. But it was legitimately $20 because that was the price somebody was willing to pay. The value of something is the price somebody is willing to pay. I, uh, I came across a story of another grilled cheese sandwich. This grilled cheese sandwich, this woman had made this grilled cheese sandwich, and as she was eating it, she looked, and she saw what looked like to be the face in her mind, the face of Mary. And so she took a bite out of it, and then she said, I can't eat the rest of this grilled cheese sandwich. So she put it on cotton balls. And she put it in a little case, and she kept it by her, her bedside for 10 years. And then she decided to auction it off on eBay. And so she put the grilled cheese sandwich on eBay, and it sold at auction for $28,000 on eBay. It's a true story. You can look it up if you're incredibly bored and you want to look something up. Okay. What is the value of that grilled cheese sandwich? $28,000. It's debatable, but somebody actually paid that price for it. So that is the value of that grilled cheese sandwich. Jesus asks the question to you and to me when he talks about the birds and he talks about anxiety. He says, are you not so much more valuable than that? Are you not more valuable than they? That is the question that Jesus asks you and asks me. And I love it when Jesus asks questions. And sometimes we read a question Jesus asks and we just move on. I like to pause and actually answer his questions, even though sometimes they're rhetorical. And the answer to that question is a resounding yes. You are so much more valuable than the birds. And here's how I know that. Value is the price somebody is willing to pay for something. And God, when he looked at you in your sin, in your lostness, he looked at you with such love and with such great value that he gave his own life for you. 
that he paid with his life for your rescue. That's how valuable you are, that God himself would pay everything for you. So when Jesus asked the question, are you not more valuable than they? The answer is yes. Romans 5.8 says this, but God demonstrates his own love for us. He's demonstrated his love. We don't have to wonder, does God really love me? Because sometimes people can say, I love you, but do they really mean it? Well, God has demonstrated his love for us. God absolutely means it, and he demonstrates. He shows us how much he loves us. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus gave his life. That's the payment he paid for you. The God who spoke everything into existence was willing to give his life for you. That's how much he loves you. That's how valuable you are, no matter what label you have. Whatever label maybe you've given yourself, whatever label maybe others have given you, just know this, above all of that, God's given you labels. That God has given you the label of being loved that God has given you the label of being valuable. And here's the difference between our labels and God's labels for us. Our labels are temporary. And sometimes our labels aren't even true. But God's labels for us, what God speaks about us to us, those labels are forever. Those labels are eternal and those labels are true. So Jesus, as he's talking about anxiety and he's saying, don't be anxious, which by the way, if you've ever struggled with anxiety, if I were to just tell you, well, just don't be anxious, that's really not that helpful, right? Like, I don't know if you've ever had anybody, maybe you've been upset and somebody said, stop being upset. How'd that work out? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or maybe you've been sad and somebody said, well, just don't be sad anymore. Like, that, that's the most frustrating advice you can get in those moments. Yet Jesus here, he says, well, if you're anxious, here's what you do. Ready? Just don't be anxious. Just stop that. Luckily, Jesus doesn't stop there. He teaches us how to not be anxious. He says, look at the birds of the air. They're, they're not doing all of this work, storing away. They're not just freaking out about what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or a month from now. Yet God takes care of them. How much more valuable are you than, than the birds? And then he talks about the lilies of the field. And he says, man, God, God has blessed the, the fields. And how much more valuable and beautiful are you? God's going to clothe you. God's going to take care of you. He's going to meet your needs. So Jesus says, no, no, stop for a minute. Just remember how valuable you are. Remember how much God loves you. The God who created all things, he sees you. He knows you. He knows your needs. He knows what you're going through. He cares for you. And then Jesus says, now here's what I want you to do. Change your focus. See, anxiety, it's about, it's about thoughts and it's about feelings. It's about what I'm putting my attention towards. Jesus says, put your attention towards something else. Instead of worrying about labels, instead of worrying about what everybody else thinks, instead of being anxious about all these other things that are going on all around me and trying to figure out who am I and, you know, does this make me who I am and does this make me valuable? Jesus says, I want you to just turn your focus. One, remember that you are valuable in God's eyes, which means you are valuable. And two, Jesus says, now, here's what you do. You seek first God's kingdom. You seek first the realities of who God is and who God says you are. You seek that first. 
You seek first the kingdom of God. All these other things, yeah, God's going to take care of you. Don't worry about that. You change your focus from all the labels and all the things that give us anxiety in the world around us, and you seek first, first and foremost, who God is, what God has ushered in through the person of Jesus, his kingdom here on this earth. Seek first his kingdom. One of the most famous passages of the Bible talks about this idea of who we are, what our identity is, the truth of who God is, and I want to give us two different labels that God gives us to to wrap up our time this morning. Two truths about who you are, who I am. In Ephesians 2, and we're going to talk more about this tonight, we're going to talk about the grace of God and the invitation that he gives us to to receive that grace. Ephesians 2, Paul writes this in verse 8, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Grace means you and I didn't earn it, we don't work for it, it's a gift. We receive it through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. And a lot of us, maybe you even memorize that verse. If you've been around church for a while, you've probably heard Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. And the next verse, verse 10, continues this thought and says, for we are God's handiwork. We are God's handiwork. I love that word. In Greek, it's poema. It's where we get the word poem. It means work of art. It means masterpiece, something of incredible value. You are God's masterpiece, like like of all that God created. And there's some beautiful stuff out there. I don't know if you've just paused and looked at the lake at all yet this weekend. I look at that and I go, that's a masterpiece. When you see the mountains and you see the trees and you see the stars, I go, that's a masterpiece. And God goes, no, 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 that's nothing. You are my masterpiece. Of all of creation, you are by far the most valuable. God didn't give his life. As much as we love dogs and cats and chickens, he gave his life for you. You were created in his image. You were created to join into this dance that he's been a part of within himself for all of eternity. You were created to be a part of that. You are a masterpiece. You are a work of art. If you want to know who you are, and if ever you're asking that question, maybe you don't ask it out loud, maybe it's just internal. If ever you do ponder that question, who am I? Just know this, you are God's masterpiece. You are valuable. God would give everything for you. He's demonstrated that even while we were sinners. 1 John 3, 1. John, who was very close with Jesus and understood relationship with God, understood that life is all about relationship. He's the one that says God is love. It's the very nature of who he is. He says this, see what great love the Father has lavished on us. Just pause for a second and ponder this. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. So if I were to ask you the question, maybe just out and about and I I see you and I were just asking, hey, who are you? Tell me a little bit about you. Yeah, you might tell me you're a musician or you like cats or yeah, you, you, you're an athlete and you play the sport. That's all, those are all great things. Those are all fun things. God's blessed us with so many great things. But I want you to ponder a little bit deeper. And I want you to know that what God says about you is that you are a masterpiece. You are a work of art. That you are incredibly valuable. So much more valuable than anything else in all of creation. 
and that you were a child of God. That is who you are. And Jesus says, turn your focus to that reality, the realities of my kingdom, and be set free. Don't be anxious. Don't be worried about all the other things and all the other labels and all the other things. Does that give me value, not give me value? And focus on these things Jesus teaches us and experience the joy and the freedom of being God's child. I'm gonna pray for us. We have a lot ahead of us today. I'm gonna pray that this reality of who God says we are would set in for each one of us. Father, thank you that you've given us your word. God, thank you that in the midst of all the lies that we might be tempted to believe about who we are, the lies that we're tempted to believe about what makes us valuable or not valuable, I bet we could sit here and come up with hundreds of labels that that people want to use to determine value. God, you don't care about any of that. God, you've, you've superseded all of that, that no matter who we are, God, you say that we're valuable. And God, thanks that it's not just words. God, you've demonstrated that by paying the ultimate price for us. That we can know that we're loved. We can know that we're valuable. We can know that, God, we are your masterpiece, your work of art. And God, that we can know that we are your child, a part of your family for all eternity. What a blessing. What a gift. God, thank you. We love you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.